Welcome to the More Attention, Less Deficit podcast. This episode is Manage Excessive Substance Use and Other Addictive Behavior. People with untreated ADHD are more likely to have addictive behaviors for several reasons. Getting on top of this will benefit you in other ways, too. The book, More Attention, Less Deficit, Success Strategies for Adults with ADHD, is available at addwarehouse.com and pretty much everywhere else, including on the Kindle. But if you enter coupon code 19380, my zip code, at addwarehouse.com, you'll save 25%. I'm psychologist Dr. Ari Tuckman, author of More Attention, Less Deficit, and Integrative Treatment for Adult ADHD, a practical, easy-to-use guide for clinicians. For more information about either book, archives of this podcast, links to past presentations, handouts, and information about upcoming teleclasses and presentations, check out adultadhdbook.com. I received a request recently to do a podcast on addictions, which I thought was a great idea, so here we are. I'm going to talk about addictions, though, in the broadest sense, so not just the true alcoholics or addicts, kind of the folks that everybody would agree have a problem, but also the folks who maybe do a little too much of something and kind of pay a price for it. So this should hopefully then have a broader appeal. I'm also not just going to be talking about drugs and alcohol, since one can be addicted, you know, or kind of addicted, to lots of things, including shopping, eating, sex, pornography, gambling, or even exercise and religion. What we're talking about is taking something too far in an effort to feel better about other things. In other words, a coping mechanism that causes more problems than it solves. So that's a pretty broad definition. Let's start by talking about how ADHD can lead to addictive behaviors, then we'll talk about what to do about it. Research clearly shows that those with ADHD are more likely to run into trouble with drinking, drugs, and other addictive behaviors. Most of these folks don't qualify kind of officially as alcoholics or addicts, but they still engage in these behaviors more than their non-ADHD peers do, and they pay a price for it. Not surprisingly, those with other mental health conditions, such as anxiety, depression, or bipolar disorder, are also at an increased risk for substance use and addictive behaviors. However, those with ADHD are a little bit more likely to run into trouble here. They're more likely to start drinking or doing drugs earlier, to try more drugs, and to drink or do drugs more often. Perhaps also not surprising is that those who had a history of defiant and law-breaking behavior in childhood and adolescence, so technically speaking, those who have oppositional defiant disorder, conduct disorder, or antisocial personality disorder, are at the greatest risk for alcohol and drug abuse. Having the hyperactive impulsive subtype of ADHD makes someone more likely to wind up with one of these other diagnoses. So ADHD indirectly leads to substance abuse. This obviously then speaks to the importance of treating ADHD early so that things don't go from bad to worse. Also, by the way, don't assume that you, if you know, you were hyperactive, don't assume that you have oppositional defiant disorder, conduct disorder, or antisocial personality disorder just because you heard it here. Anyway, research has also found that those who were treated with stimulant medications as children were less likely to get into drinking and drugs as teens and young adults, so there's some protective effect there. This kind of makes sense, since the meds help the child do better and thereby get less negative feedback from parents, teachers, and peers, 
So perhaps they have less reason to get into drugs. Each person is different, but there are several reasons why someone with ADHD may be more likely to get into addictive behavior, including, number one, self-medication. Those with undiagnosed and untreated ADHD have probably had a harder life, so they may have more reason to seek out opportunities to drown those sorrows. Number two, impulsivity. Some may engage in addictive behavior without thinking through the potential consequences, either for later that day or over a longer time. Eventually, it can become a habit, and they just kind of keep going with it. Number three, thrill-seeking or boredom-avoiding. Some may engage in addictive behavior because they're bored or because they want to make a good time even better. And finally, you know, we're influenced by our peer group. So many teens with ADHD deal with their difficulties at school by disengaging and finding other kids who aren't into school. This makes them more likely to hang out with kids who are more likely to drink and do drugs. It's also worth noting here that although, cig although smoking cigarettes is less immediately problematic than other addictive behaviors, its effects can easily add up over time since it negatively influences all sorts of other health stuff. Those with ADHD are at a much greater risk of becoming regular smokers, which can produce drastic health and financial detriments over time. Drinking, drugs, smoking, and other addictive behaviors can all have negative effects on various parts of a person's life, including family peace, romantic relationships, friends, school, work, and finances. You know, bottom line, it's just hard to be at your best if you're doing too much of these other things. It's also hard to get the most from therapy or coaching, which tends to work best with a clear mind. It can also reduce the effectiveness of medication. So for those who are drinking or doing drugs too much or too often, it's probably worth addressing that directly. Now, I can certainly understand the desire to feel better and that a few drinks or, you know, whatever may help some people do that. Unfortunately, this solution can become its own problem if it becomes excessive. So if you have more than two drinks a night, use other drugs, or engage in other addictive behaviors, you need to be honest with yourself about the effect that it's having on you. And if you're the loved one of someone who's doing some of this stuff, you also need to be honest with yourself and perhaps honest with the other person too. Keep in mind also who your comparison group is. For example, you may not feel that you drink much since, you know, a lot of your friends drink about the same amount. However, that may not necessarily be a good measure since we tend to choose friends who are similar to us. So if you drink a lot, they probably also drink a lot. Potential warning signs of excessive substance use include um, you do things that you wouldn't do sober, such as spending money, arguing, fighting, or engaging in sexual activities or other high-risk behaviors. Or another sign of sort of excessive, kind of quasi-addictive maybe behavior is getting into arguments about what you're doing, you know, about your addictive behavior, spending too much money or too much time on it, um, or just being not as sharp the next day. So if you feel that too many of these warning signs kind of apply to you, you may want to think seriously about cutting back or stopping the activity altogether. My basic recommendation is that it's okay to cut back, but still use sometimes. 
as long as you're able to keep that use within acceptable limits. In other words, you're not getting in trouble with it. I won't say that all these activities are good for you, but you know we all have our vices and need to make our own choices about the kind of life that we live. If you feel that you don't have a true addiction, but that you'd be better off if you used less, you may be able to kill two birds with one stone by treating your ADHD. I found that many of my clients simply have less desire to overuse once they get some control over their ADHD and over their life. Without even really thinking about it, they kind of just don't engage in that problematic behavior as much, which sort of makes sense. As they feel more on top of their lives and their overall mood improves, the escape offered by drinking too much or whatever may become less necessary or appealing. If you aren't able to keep it reined in, though, and you wind up overusing or getting into trouble again, then you may want to think about stopping completely. For some people, a little bit inevitably leads to too much, so they just need to avoid all contact. If you can do this on your own, then that's great. If you can't, you may want to consider getting some help with it. It's hard to make progress on your ADHD, or much of anything else, if your addictive behavior is making a mess of things. In this case, you may need to get that under control first by seeking treatment for the addictive behavior. Unfortunately, many prescribers are hesitant to prescribe stimulants, the most effective medication for ADHD, to people with a strong history of addiction. This is especially unfortunate because untreated ADHD can make it harder for some people to stay clean. Therefore, you may need to settle for one of the non-stimulants, at least until you get enough clean time under your belt that the prescriber feels more comfortable. Meanwhile, you can work with a therapist on other ways of coping with the urge to use. Some people find AA, NA, or other 12-step programs um, really pretty helpful, whereas others find them kind of culty. Some people are also turned off by the religious overtones. Now, it depends a lot on the specific group that you attend and also what you make of it. If you don't like the first meeting that you go to, then try meeting with a different group and see if the chemistry is any better there. As with many things in life, you may need to ignore the negatives and focus on the positives if there are, if there are some helpful things about attending. However, if you're using medication, especially one of the stimulants, you may find that there are some attendees who will take issue with that, kind of the purists. They may see it as cheating on your sobriety and no different than taking street drugs, even though you have a valid prescription and legitimate reason for it. Although presumably well-intentioned, this rigid attitude is usually counterproductive and underinformed. These people probably don't understand ADHD and how it can affect your sobriety when untreated, and that there's no high from normally prescribed doses. So you may want to think about whether you want to disclose at meetings that you're taking medication. If you do disclose, you may want to have some prepared thoughts about how to respond to these comments. You certainly don't have to justify yourself to anyone, but it may minimize a conversation that you don't want to get into. The goal for all of us is a satisfying, rewarding life. The world is full of interesting things and temptations. Now, you probably don't want to live like a monk, but most of us probably couldn't handle a motley crew lifestyle either. 
So you need to find something in between. I've no need to be judgmental about the choices that people make, you know, because whatever, everyone lives their own life. But my hope is that whatever you choose works for you. Not just that you're enjoying a given moment, but that it fits into your life as a whole. If you realize that one activity is taking up too much space in your life, then you may want to think about shifting some things around. Until next time, thanks for lending me your attention.